Hey guys, happy Friday. Welcome back. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> let's keep this let's keep this momentum going. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in um, today and hanging in there with me. Um, I know I'm trying to get back to a regular schedule with the podcast, so I appreciate y'all being here. Um, today's episode is going to be a little different and a little bit of a rant, and I'm going to try to keep it shorter um, so that it's not like I'm complaining in your ear all day. Um, but I really wanted to touch on what I narrowed down to two things. If I could pick two things, one for nutrition and one for like fitness, workouts, exercise, whatever, that um, honestly just drive me insane and want me to, um, it's just two things that I really wish that every single person understood because if you really understood it, then it would make your fitness journey, your weight loss journey, um, transformation journey, whatever you want to call it, so much easier. Oh my goodness. So um, again, we're going to try to keep this short and sweet, but I hope that you take a lot away from this just because again, these are, if I had to say, it's the two most important things um, to understand when you are trying to transform your body, whether it's um, adding muscle, whether it's losing fat, um, whatever it might be, but just understanding these two things are the biggest things in my opinion. Um, so the first one, I'm just going to jump right in, is with nutrition, and it is um, honestly just to say it's not what you eat or the time that you eat it, but it's how much you're eating. So there's a lot to unpack with that, um, but I see a ton of questions like, what should I eat um, before my workout? What should I eat after my workout? Um, does it matter if I eat this before I go to bed? Is this too late to eat this? If I work out at 8 p.m. and I don't get home till 9.30, is that too late to have a meal? So everybody's so worried about, um, you know, what to eat pre and post workout, what time to eat it, all of those things. And I'm not saying that those don't have places um, in terms of like, you know, pre and post workout meals, like what you should eat and um, timing and nutrient timing and all that stuff. I'm not saying that there is a world that those things don't apply or make sense for people, but for the the vast majority of people, so gen pop, general population, um, so you guys listening and myself, unless you are an elite athlete, somebody that is competing in a um, like figure competition, um, so bodybuilding, bikini, whatever, those things don't really matter that much. Like, not at all. They are, they will come like eons down the road for you. They, they just, for fat loss, for overall health, um, building muscle even, those things are so insignificant. So people get so hung up on what they should be eating before and after their workout, the timing of eating things, intermittent fasting, all of that stuff, they're more worried about the nuances of that than they are the total calories that they're consuming. So they get so um, caught up in those little things that they put more emphasis on that than they are their total calorie amount um, and even their macro breakdown. So the macro breakdown itself isn't nearly as important as it is the amount of protein. Um, so really in that you want to be focusing on if you're dieting your calorie deficit and your protein intake 
Carbs and fats, again, I know I've said this a million times, can fall where they fall. Um, but here's where it gets like uh, tough for people. So they do really good um, through the week usually. And then they either, the weekend comes and they choose not to track. Or maybe they um, track the majority of the weekend, but they have a cheat meal or a cheat day. And so they don't understand why. They're either spinning their wheels or their weight jumps up or, or whatever that looks like. But when you're adding in untracked days and meals, even though you are not tracking those days and meals, it still counts. You're still consuming those calories. So when you are doing that, it is very extremely likely that your calorie average is way higher than you realize. So you might be eating in a deficit at 1,500 calories a day through the week. You might have a Saturday and a Sunday that your calories are well over 3,000. When you average that out, so add up your total calories for every single day, and you divide that by 7, your calories per day are no longer 1,500. I don't know the math. I just know it's <laughs> that it's higher than 1,500. Um, so I can do the math really quick just so we can get an idea. But the frustrating thing there is people will do this and not understand why they are not losing weight. So if we take 1,500 times 5 and we add in um, 6,000, so 3,000 per day for the weekend, and we divide that by 7, so that is now an average of um, 1,928 calories a day. Again, that might be, that might sound really high for some people like, oh my gosh, there's no way I would ever, you know, I don't track on um, Saturday and Sunday or, you know, the weekend or one day of the weekend, but there's no way I would um, take in 3,000 calories. Y'all have no idea how easy it is to add up 3,000 calories very quickly, just eating normally, adding in a few drinks and going out to dinner and having the appetizer, the um, bread and your food, or it might be the chips and salsa, the guac and your food, whatever. Um, and then if you added a dessert in there, I'm telling you, it adds up very quickly. So the one thing I want people to take away from that part is if you're eating it, it still counts as calories. It still factors into your average for the week. And if you are not seeing weight loss progress, this is 100% why. If you are somebody who is not tracking the weekends or having cheat meals, this will throw off your calorie deficit. Like I said, it makes your calorie average much higher. Um, but you're, again, people don't understand this because they're not tracking it. So they don't realize the amount of calories that's going in on those untracked days and meals. Um, so it's an easy fix. It's just eliminate the cheat meals um, while you're in a dieting phase or the untracked meals, start tracking that stuff. Understand that when you're doing that, that your average is going to be much, high, much higher and you are likely taking yourself out of a deficit um, altogether. Or um, it might just be that you are putting yourself in such a small deficit that you're not going to see progress nearly as quickly. It might take you much, much longer to get to your goal if you are having the untracked meals and days. Um, but the easiest way to think of it, guys, is it's your calories are just like money. And this is seriously like I see so many light bulbs go off for people when they think of it this way. When you think of your calories for the week, if you have 1,500 that you can eat a day 
and for your deficit. And again, that's not going to be for everybody. Um, that's just a, an easy example that I'm pulling out of the air. So if we have 1,500 um, times seven days a week, that gives you 10,500 calories to work with for the entire week. So it's just like money. That's just like having $10,500 that you can spend however you want for your week. That's your allowance. That's a really nice allowance. <laughs> um, but it you can spend that per day however you would like. If you have a day that you only want to spend 1,200 calories or $1,200 out of your 10500 that means that you have extra calories slash money to push into other days. However, there is a caveat to that. You do not want to cut your calories, your money, your budget so low on certain days that it makes, um, you know, that you're restricting so much that it it makes it difficult to adhere to where you might um, do that like five, six days a week and then the day comes that you've got those extra calories and that you way, way overeat and overconsume because you've starved yourself to death all week. That's a surefire way to have a binge session, I can promise. Um, you're talking to someone that used to do that. Um, and then the other thing is, if you're pulling so many that it is um, disrupting sleep, you're going to bed hungry or waking up in the middle of the night because you're super hungry. Your energy, um, your mood, you might be hangry. I know I would be. Um, your workouts would suffer, very likely. So think about those things if you are someone who um, you're going to calorie cycle. And like I said, that's pulling some days or calories from certain days and pushing into another. That's calorie cycling. Um, but again, you're looking at that budget for the entire week. So just be careful that you're not pulling too many, that it could lead to, like I said, the, the binging, the poor exercise, the poor sleep, the just really bad biofeedback that you don't want. Um, cause then that makes your, it makes you suffer everywhere in, at some point. So there's only so long that you can do that and keep that up. Um, but that one is hands down the biggest nutrition, um, mistake, or I don't even want to call it mistake, but just thing that I wish that everyone understood is it's not about the nuances of, you know, what time you should eat, um, when you should eat, the types of things that you should eat in those meals or whatever. It is literally the amount is going to be the biggest thing that drives weight loss and fat loss. That is, the amount is hands down um, the biggest thing. Now, I'm not saying that you should let food quality suffer. Again, do not take this in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, technically, if you wanted to eat 1,200 calories a day in only Pop-Tarts and Twinkies, you would lose weight. You 100%, for most people, the majority of people, would be in a calorie deficit. They would lose weight. However, you would feel like garbage. You would very likely be losing muscle because you are not eating enough protein. Um, so when you lose weight, again... It's not necessarily all fat loss. You would be losing muscle and tissue and water and maybe a little bit of fat. So again, I'm not saying um, that the food quality doesn't matter at all. That's not what I'm saying here. So please do not take that away. What I'm saying is it the biggest thing when you're talking about weight loss is going to be the amount of food that you're eating. So knowing that it will require you tracking every single day and everything that you eat to ensure that you know how much you're taking in daily. So don't focus on the when, um, the if it's too late, all of that stuff. Really pay attention to the amount and track daily and get really consistent with that. And know if you are not seeing weight loss, that it I can promise you 100% 
that you are someone that's either not tracking all of your food, not tracking all of your days. There's something in there with the the amount of food that you're consuming that is wrong. So it's very likely either not tracking everything that you eat. Um, that one's usually the biggest one. Or there's accuracy errors in what you are tracking. You're either not weighing, measuring, and you are over consuming because you're eyeballing and estimating. So I'm going to get off that rant because I probably talked way too long on that. But that is hands down the biggest nutrition piece um, that I would say that I wish that everyone understood. Um, when we move to the fitness, exercise, workout piece, um, this one is hard because I try to like kind of lump a, <laughs> a few things into one. Um, but it is really when you're talking about what is considered um, like a quality exercise or good exercise or how to know that you are um, like doing what you need to do in terms of if your goal is like building muscle, losing fat, maintaining muscle, that kind of thing. Um, so obviously we know weight training is going to be king when we're talking about building muscle and sustaining muscle. You need resistance training um, and you need to focus on progressive overload. So when people will say, and this almost like makes me cringe, um, I'm used to doing workouts where... Um, like if they started my plan and maybe they came from like an orange theory background. I'm used to doing much higher intensity um, where my heart rate's much higher and I'm sweating a lot more. Um, this just doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. Uh, I, what about the rest time? I don't need a full minute. I only need like 20 seconds. Guys, I can promise you the workouts that you are doing, if you are doing anything on my app in terms of the workouts in my plan, those are the exact same workouts I do. I think I look all right. <laughs> and I think I have a decent amount of muscle in my body for a 38-year-old mom. Um, so what I am saying is if you are trying a different workout or just starting um, weight training, understand that the calorie burn, the sweat factor, even soreness, I hear that one a lot too. Those three things do not equate to a quality workout. I can promise you that there, especially in the winter, are very few days that I actually sweat while I'm weight training. Leg days, um, I burn a little more calories and I might break a little bit of a sweat just because it's a larger muscle group that you're working. So that's why you'll see like a higher calorie burn on leg days. But um, your calorie burn, your sweat factor and soreness, those do not mean that it's a good workout. Um, so like I said, when we're talking about like sweating and calorie burn, they kind of go hand in hand because typically when your uh, calorie burn gets higher, that's when you actually are like breaking a sweat. Like think about cardio. If you're running, your um, heart rate is going to be higher than it is walking. And typically if you're running, you're going to be sweating or as walking, you're not. So the, that doesn't mean that you're getting a good workout in just because you're sweating. Um, furthermore, when you are weight training, that is how you build muscle. And building muscle is, again, the, the point of weight training is not to sweat. It's not to burn a ton of calories. That is like you are putting money in the bank for like a savings account for later use. You're not going to see immediate results from weight training. You're not going to, in a week, look and be like, man, my bicep is way bigger. I have abs now. That's not how it works. It takes time to build muscle. It takes being intentional with your weight training 
following a progressive overload program where you are doing the same workouts that might seem boring to some of you for, I would say, a minimum of four weeks before moving to a different program or a different um, split or whatever you want to call it. That way you can track your progress. If you're starting out with eight pounds on lateral raises and you can do four sets of 10, you want to next week be able to, hey, can you move that up to 10 pounds? And maybe you're only doing four sets of eight, but then you work the next two weeks to progress that to four sets of 10, things like that. So you want to be able to progress what you're doing so that you're increasing your strength. That is how your muscle grows. Um, On to that, if you're someone who says that you do not feel like the workouts are challenging enough, I can promise you, you are not lifting heavy enough. That is hands down, you're not lifting heavy enough and challenging yourself enough. And to tag on to that piece, if you are someone who says that you do not need a full minute rest in between your um, sets, again, you are 100% not lifting heavy enough. If you don't need more rest time, if you're doing squats and you can literally jump back in there after 30 seconds and do more squats, you, I can promise you that you can lift heavier. So that rest time you should need, especially between compound lifts, a minute to two minutes um, between compound lifts, like in your sets. If you don't, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So for people that think that they need to sweat hard, they need their to burn a ton of calories, they need their heart rate to be super high when you're weight training, I can promise you if that's something that you're used to and you do not look the way you want to look, you are going to continue to see those same results, which is looking how you do not want to look because you're doing the same thing. So I know it may feel boring. Boring is what works, unfortunately. Um, And I could literally go off on a tangent and talk about this for eons. But again, my biggest tip is to understand that One, boring is what works. (laughs) Stick to a plan for four weeks at a time minimum. And you could even stick to a plan for eight weeks if you're still progressing. Um, But stick to a plan for four weeks at a time with resistance training. Take your adequate rest periods because you are pushing yourself hard enough. And I will add on to that piece. Don't worry about how much someone else is lifting. I have gotten that question a ton over the last few weeks. How much do you lift? How much do you lift? Guys, the amount that I lift literally will have nothing to do with the amount you lift. I can promise you for the majority of you, it's much more weight than you're lifting. I don't do this crap where it's like, use low weights and high reps to tone your body. When you tone your body, it's because you have added muscle and then you lost fat and you see, like, and I'm doing the air quotes, you look toned and lean and tight. That's what that means. So to tone, you have to have muscle built and then lose fat over top of that so that you can see the muscle that you developed. Um, That's what everybody wants to see and that's what they're talking about when they say tone. So again, understand that that comes from weight training, which again requires you to do the boring stuff if you're someone who's used to jumping around and doing burpees in between sets and trying to keep your heart rate up as high. If you are doing that stuff and not taking your full rest time or you are choosing to do plyometrics or hit moves or whatever um because trust me i see influencers and people on instagram that prescribe plans like that to clients and in big programs um, where they're doing like high knees in between like their squats you are limiting the amount of weight that you can lift because you are 
prioritizing cardio during your rest period. So you should literally take enough rest time. That way when you step back in under the squat rack, and I keep using that as an example, whatever you're doing, that you can push as much weight as humanly possible. So if you're somebody that you're doing the high knees and, and stuff in that in between, I can promise you if you cut that out, I guarantee you can lift more than you've been lifting. So again, that's how muscle is built. Sorry, like I said, I this probably went a little longer than I wanted. Um, I knew I could go off on a tangent for that, but top two things that I wish everyone understood, again, for nutrition, it is not necessarily the, like, when you eat or what you're eating. It's the amount that you're eating. Again, think of it like money. It's the amount that you're spending, not what you're spending it on. Um, that means if you're going to have money to save or go broke. And for the weight training um, or, I don't know, exercise piece, it really comes down to um, understanding that um, soreness calorie burn, sweating, those are not indicators of a good quality workout. Um, and if you're somebody who's rushing through, you know, rest times, again, you're limiting the amount of weight that you can push, which is also going to limit the amount of muscle that you're building. So sorry to get off on a tangent and to sound like that was a bitch fest. It was more of a, I hope that you find, if you find yourself in one of these, it's an aha moment like, oh man, that's me. Because trust me, I've been there in both areas. Um, but I hope that it's an aha moment for you. So if you found value in this, of course, share with a friend who might have their aha moment. I always appreciate that. Um, but thank you guys again for tuning in and I will talk to y'all next week.